0: I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble gum. And now, broadcasting live, it's time for the Kick Ass Radio Show. Your place for motivation, inspiration, and edification. Each week, our host, Christopher Roush and his guests share what it takes for you to have an unstoppable attitude for your personal and professional success. And now, for your host, Mr. Kick-Ass himself, Christopher Roush. It's my Are you there?
1: Now, Robin? Robin go to go to kitchen's blog page there'll be a link Hello? Hello. Hey, this is Leslie from Go-To Kitchens, and we are having some technical difficulties. So hang with us. Uh, in the meantime, I'm gonna tell you my story. So, are you there? Okay, somebody please confirm, can you hear me? Yes, you can hear me. Okay, so my name is Leslie, and I am trying to connect with Christopher and Kick-Ass Radio. For some reason, I have control of the broadcast, and he does not. So so we are trying to work through the technical difficulties right now. In the meantime, he asked me to just share my story with you. Um, And uh, while he's working it out, so he's asked me to keep talking. I just got a message from him saying, keep talking. And everybody who knows me knows that I have no trouble to keep talking. So this is Kick-Ass Radio Show. You're in the right place with Christopher Roche. And my name is Leslie Nance, and I am his guest uh, here tonight. And Christopher and I met uh, through a friend on Facebook, and he asked me to come on the show and share my story, which is about cancer, everybody's favorite topic, right? Everybody wants to hear about cancer. Uh, so I decided to, so I said, you know, hell yes, I will be on your show and, and we, uh, we got together and did a little pre-show talk and we talked about my cancer journey. And so I want to talk about that with you tonight, uh, while we're trying to figure this out. He still says, keep talking, so I'm just going to keep talking. Um, so about 2.8 years ago, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And it was the scariest thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life. And, um, and it was, it, it stopped me at dead in my tracks. I've always had an amazing life. Uh, my husband and I travel a lot. I've always had an amazing life. And all of a sudden, I go to the doctor two days before Christmas and they tell me, congratulations, you have breast cancer. And I thought my life was over. And so for two and a half months, after that happened, I toiled, I wrung my hands, I, I scratched my head, I cried, I journaled, I prayed, I did everything I could to try to get control of the situation. And uh, for, you know, a couple of months, nothing was working. And I was seeing doctor after doctor and they would look at me with this look in their eyes that, you know, oh, well, you know, you poor girl, you poor thing. And so, Christopher, if you pop on, let me know so we can we can finish our interview or talk about our interview. I'm, anyway. I'm
0: listening. I'm listening. Can you hear me?
1: I yes, I can hear you. <laughs> Nobody else can hear you, maybe.
0: I, no, actually, I, I I actually just called into my own radio show because apparently the way I connect through um through this uh, this connection, this hi-fi connection that they do online, apparently I don't know what it is, but it shows that it's connected and it's not. So hey everybody, welcome to the Kickass Radio Show. I'm Christopher Roush. I'm the host, and of course you're listening to my guest tonight, Leslie. Nance. she's doing an incredible job of running her own radio show. I think you're a natural. I know you're a natural. So um, yeah, we're just, we're just gonna do it this way. I called into my own radio show, and screw it. This is the way. This is what happens in life, ladies and gentlemen. You have to just go with the flow. You have to figure out stuff. You can't give up. You have to be creative. So Leslie, keep telling your story because it's awesome. And then we'll get into the we'll, we'll get into the conversation.
1: Okay, so like two more minutes of this of me rambling on. So so I was diagnosed with breast cancer, scared the pants off of me, and um and and we went on this incredible vacation. It was our first trip to Hawaii, and we were so excited about it. It was big wave season, and uh, they wanted me to do surgery right away. And I told them to go take a, a leap. And I was going on this vacation, and I was not going with a surgical wound because I was going surfing. And so um, so we uh, we went on this vacation and I was sitting on the beach and I had a moment of clarity that was so clear to me about what my path was gonna be. And I got home and a friend of mine, like a day after I got home, my very best friend gave me a book called, um, by Chris Carr, who's incredible. She's an incredible woman. and she And she's a cancer survivor. She's a cancer thriver. She still has cancer, but she just keeps on going. And, um, and I, she gave me this book, and she, Chris talks about uh, being the CEO of your cancer. I read that one paragraph, and I flipped over a new leaf and said, this is it. I'm, I'm doing this. I can totally do this, and I'm going to become the CEO of my cancer. And I will tell you that my doctors didn't love that idea they did not like the idea of me becoming the CEO of my cancer because that meant I wasn't going down their traditional paths and I wasn't going with the standard of care. And so when that happened, uh, but everything happened, everything, everything changed in my life. Uh, I started, I started, I opened my eyes to what lied before me and it wasn't fear. It was light and ambition and excitement for what my life was going to be. So. So that's how my story started. And that led to me starting Go To Kitchens so that I could spread my uh, my message to everybody who will listen, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> so so there you go. I'm well,
0: so that, glad that's, you're that's on. An, <laughs> that's an awesome <laughs> story, Leslie. And and I happen to know the story very well because we've gone through this a few times. And if you guys are just joining us, we're on the Kick Ass Radio Show. My guest tonight is Leslie Nance. And we are talking about how to be a survivor, and not only a survivor, but a thriver, and to be able to take a situation and turn it into gold. And now, uh, Leslie, a, question, a couple questions I have for you. Obviously, you know, being a cancer survivor, where are you at today with treatment and with, you know, prognosis? Are you cancer-free? Are you in remission? Talk to us about where you're at, and, and to also talk to us about some of the things that you went through uh, as far as getting treatment and getting out of that that phase of your life.
1: Uh, so... I'm sorry, I just got interrupted. My husband said that we're off again, but I'm not sure about that. So you may want to confirm that. But, um, so yes, so I abandoned traditional treatment. Um, I did go through some conventional treatment. I I, I did conventional medicine uh, combined with um, with a holistic approach. Um, I decided that that was what was best for me. And I think it's so important for all cancer patients to realize uh, that they have those options, that they can that they can combine these two things together to to make what. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm getting signals in here that they can't hear us. So um,
0: seriously, they could hear us before, he, and now they can't hear us.
1: I think so. Yeah, I think that. Oh, no, oh. no, no. I'm sorry, Christopher. I'm sorry. This is such a mess up. It keeps popping in and out, apparently, so we're in and out.
0: Oh, uh,
1: yeah. I, wanna, I so just want to
0: reach out and kill somebody at blog Talk. Just <laughs> kill them.
1: So let's just keep Everything rolling on my and, own. Huh? We'll just keep. Let's just keep rolling, and because it's coming in and out apparently. So
0: okay. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, let's I mean, just you keep said, You gotta got keep, gotta keep rolling. It's a party yeah, last night or Monday yeah. night.
1: and I am not going to look out my door anymore and get distracted. So they can just all <laughs> go away. Everybody go away. I'm, I'm focusing on what's happening here. So let's. Okay, let's do this. What's the next question? Next question,
0: please. <laughs> the next question <laughs> is. So when, when you got your diagnosis and everything, and obviously you went through um, your two months of going, oh, my God, what am I going to do, you know, shit, whatever happened, what's going to happen, What's your family do? Because I usually I see when somebody gets diagnosed with something, you know, it's, it's really about the person, but I've seen the families get involved and make it even tougher for the person, They're like, oh, you should do this, oh, you should do that. Did your family, like, understand where you were coming from and what you wanted to do or were they were, like, in your face saying, no, you got to do this and you got to do that?
1: Yeah, so this is, this is the incredible part of this. I I fully expected that my family would look at me like I was a crazy person. If I said, look at it, my doctors want me to do chemo, but I'm not doing it. In fact, I, I, I thought about lying to everybody about it, <laughs> you know, oh, they said I didn't have, they said I didn't have to do chemo. And then I thought, you know, but this is the powerful part of this story. They said that they want me to do chemo and I'm saying no. And when I went to my family and my friends, I just knew that I, I was prepared for that look. You know that look where they look at you like you have six boobs and four heads. That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> That's and, a guys, dream. uh <laughs> right? <laughs> and so maybe not the forehead part. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Yes. So I was expecting that. And uh, what I got is I got met with compassion and I got met with, you're going to beat the crap out of this. You are so strong. In fact, my dad, who my mom and my dad are my always light, never dark mentors. They are the people who instilled the light in me that I have. And they did that from birth. I swear from the day I was born in the womb, they were telling me that you are light, there's no darkness, you are light and you're going to be light to other people. And, um, my dad, I called him the Calvary because it was two days before Christmas, we were supposed to go home to Texas for Christmas. And I, 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 I immediately went dark and thought, oh my God, this is my last Christmas. I'm never going to get to celebrate Christmas again. I mean, it was terrible. And uh, because I've always been healthy, so cancer was just like a total shock. And so I called in the Calvary. My family all came to me that Christmas in Colorado. And I sat around in the molly grubs. And my dad, one morning, I asked him, I said, you know, we're, we're a Christian family. And I said, Dad, will you just pray for me? You know, like in that little girl voice. And he said, yeah, I'll pray for you. But I'm telling you right now, Leslie, and he looked me straight in the eye, no tears, no nothing you are going to be just fine and i know it and i was like but you don't know (laughs) so but when i went back to them and said you know i'm i'm i I don't want to do chemo i do not want to have my boobs chopped off um i thought that they were going to say oh no that would be best for you you know you need to do what your doctors say but they all said hell no you do what you think is right for you, and they all stood behind me, and it was impressive. And I still thank them very much to this day. So, wow,
0: yeah. that's that's, inc- that's incredible, Leslie. I mean, I really appreciate you sharing that because I think for the listeners, hopefully, that are able to hear this, or will be at least be able to hear it, hopefully, on the podcast. Um, you know, I mean, that's tremendous. I mean, having the support and having the people in your in your in your corner is is the most awesomest thing because everybody I've talked to in the past who's had one of those diagnoses. Who's whatever it is, whether it's cancer or, you know, something else that's going on, multiple sclerosis, or, I mean, I've talked to so many different people. The most important thing about it is your attitude. If you want to be a victim to it, then you're going to be a victim to it. If you're going to be, um, if you're going to be a victor over it, then, you know, chances are you're going to be better. I mean, I, I I mean, God's honest truth. I've seen people that have had amazing attitudes and still the time has come and it just goes back to everything happens for a reason. And what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. Hopefully. Um, So, talk to us about you know so you 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 took this situation and you were doing something before but now you're doing go to Kitchens. so talk to us about that and 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 how that works and what it does and how it helps people
1: so first of all i want to say that go to kitchens does not sell a thing (laughs) you when you go to my website the only thing that i'm selling you is is health. <laughs> I want you to be healthier. And if, if, if you are reading my website and you're watching and you're paying attention to what I'm doing, um, because of what I've learned through my path, I'm not a doctor. Uh, I consider myself a wellness expert, but I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not an exercise expert. But I have learned, I have read all the big books so that they don't have to read the big books. <laughs> I have mm. educated myself about health and nutrition, and I found all the best ways that in the easy ways, because I'm kind of lazy by nature, and so I take the easy way as, as best as possible. And so, you know, lazy people are really smart because they they always find a way around everything. So, <laughs> um, so, so I, I read all the big books. I did all the work. And, um, at, at the beginning of the year, this year, go to kitchens is very new, but it's taking off like wildfire. And at the beginning of the year, uh, I was having dinner with some friends and they said, you need to make some videos to teach us how you make all this great food. And I was like, oh, that'd be great. I could shoot it with my GoPro on my head. And, you know, cause I just, my dad had just given me a go, my mom and dad just gave me a GoPro for Christmas for surfing. I was like, I a GoPro and I could cook and it would be so awesome. And then I went to bed that night and I woke up the next morning and I was like, holy cow, this is kind of a good idea. (laughs) This is a good (laughs) way to spend, this is a great way to spread my message, right? I mean, is to cook for people on camera. So it's kind of like a hangout kitchen. You come in, you watch the videos, and all you can see is my hands. I call myself hands because in my videos, all you can see is my hands when I cook and I cook with people all over the country. I was just in Vegas cooking with some people. Uh, I am going to Hawaii in October to cook with some people. Um, I'm going to California. I'm going all over uh, the country and, and cooking with people in their kitchens, and they're teaching me recipes, and I'm teaching them recipes, and it's, it's just a total blast, and we're having a lot of fun teaching people how to be healthy, so.
0: That's, that's cool. I mean, coming from somebody who, who uh, self-proclaimed, I do not like to cook, um, I, I would appreciate <laughs> stuff like that. Is it, is it hard stuff? Is it stuff that takes, like, four hours to prepare and, like, you got to chop and dice and all that other stuff? Because I even have a – I bought – we bought a, a juicer, and we we're like, okay, we're going to get healthy. And we went out and bought all these vegetables, and we came back and said, okay, we're going to do this. And we chopped everything up, like the little thing said, and we put it in the juicer, and we pressed the button. And then, like, this little cup came out, and we're like, what the hell? And then we, we literally <laughs> spent an hour between chopping the vegetables, juicing it, cleaning the juicer, putting it away. And I kid you not, God is my witness, I think we've used it twice. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I think so, that so, a lot of people have that experience. And, you know, and and you heard me say earlier, right, that I'm lazy. So no is the answer. Everything that I do is super easy. And when you're cooking with me, and it's not in your face. So I'm not like constantly, well, if you don't do this, then you're going to die. You know, if you if you don't eat that, then you're surely gonna die. That's not that's not it at all. I somebody asked me the other day, I, I hate kale. I'm a I consider myself a wellness expert, and I hate kale, which is hilarious because, I mean, everybody who's in health loves kale, right? Well, not me. And so, um, and so I, uh, so I, I I always make a joke. You know, if if you don't like it, don't eat it. <laughs> There are plenty of other things that you can eat besides those things that you don't like. Somebody asked me the other day about being uh, about, uh, you know, do I, do I have to run to exercise? Oh my God. No, you don't have to run. If the thought of running, (laughs) you know, gives you a headache and makes you want to vomit. Don't run, do something else. So no, so it's not in your face. It is super, it's super positive. And if you're cooking my recipes, they're easy, and you can guarantee that you're cooking something healthy. I just put, a, I put this amazing pizza recipe up there from a friend of mine we, we cook together. She lives here in Colorado, and there's a pizza recipe up there that will knock your socks off, and it's completely good for you. So, yeah, so it's super chill, super good for you, easy peasy kind of stuff.
0: Well, I, can, I actually asked you that question just so you could ask, or you could share with the listeners about that because I went to the YouTube page and I listened or I watched uh, three or four videos and I was really surprised at how easy it is and how fun it is to actually cook. I mean, I'm again, I'm not a cooker, but I, and we, you and I talked about doing an episode here at my house with, with my wife and everything, and she thinks that would be hilarious seeing me cook. Um, but, you know, they, they're great. And then there's also, you know, you have a, a recipe on there for, for a great water recipe. You take, I think, coconut water, you take... Uh, filtered water, you take uh, curcumin or whatever they, that stuff's called, the, 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 the anti-inflammatory stuff, you take the capsule apart, you put it in the water, you shake it, and there you go. I mean, it's stuff like that that you guys out there in listener land can actually start putting uh, to use right away because when you think about it, guys, what you put into your body, we think about food and we think about it as enjoyment. We think, okay, I'm going to sit down and have this burger and these fries and a shake. And we think about it, okay, I'm gonna enjoy this, this is gonna satiate me. But the real purpose of food is to fuel us. I mean, you get back to the caveman days, they went on and got meat, they went on and got vegetables to fuel themselves to go out and hunt and do all that other stuff. So when you sit down and you put stuff in your body, you gotta think, okay, is this gonna be helping me stay out of a hospital or is this gonna be putting me into a hospital? <laughs>
1: right. And I'm
0: definitely not I'm definitely not saying, you know, go out there and be like super vegan and you know, everything's gotta be perfect. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I think what you're doing, Leslie, is, is instrumental in, in helping people save their lives because yeah, either way, you know, if, you, if something comes down, like it happened to you, all of a sudden now you're taking your health seriously and looking at what you're eating, you know, if you guys out there, you know, take a look at what Leslie's got because you can do it and it's better that you do it now and you show your kids if you have kids, um, you show them that you can do it because I, for one, hated vegetables up until about four years ago and now i love vegetables i actually feel awesome when i eat vegetables it ha- allows me to do so much more with my life um so so go check that out but uh, leslie let's talk about your your kick-ass tips um i know on monday when we were actually trying to broadcast this show we were talking about two different things so let's let's continue what we were doing before because i think you have awesome tips about how to overcome fear i know my listeners out there tune in and they want to know um They want to know about that because, I mean, fears apply in all different areas of the world. And obviously a fear of dying or a fear of, you know, not getting your stuff done is is huge. So talk to us about kick-ass tip number one about fear.
1: Yeah, so, you know, a big part of fighting cancer is overcoming the fear of cancer because it is proven that as soon as someone is diagnosed with cancer, that their immunity levels drop by 50%. And cancer feeds on Uh, On low immunity. So what happens is you get diagnosed with cancer. You've you've heard of, you've seen those people that say, oh, you know, you've got two years to live and like two weeks later they're dead. (laughs) It's because the fear has overcome them and the cancer was allowed to thrive in a massive way because the immune system completely plummets. And so what, that's what happens when you're diagnosed with cancer. So I went through two weeks, or excuse me, two months of low immunity and I, because i had my pants scared off the doctors had me so scared when they look at you and they they look at you with those little pitiful eyes and they just shake their head and you know and start to tell you about your diagnosis and start to say well, you know, cancer looks like this and although it's in one place and they draw this diagram and they put all these dots on it and say, you know, <laughs> but it could but it could spread like this, little cells of cancer all over your body. You're like, what the hell are you doing to me? I mean, it's so scary. So um, so I I had to identify my fear. I had to identify what really scared me. Um, and then I had to come up with a solution. So my first kick-ass tip is to replace the negative emotions of fear with any of the positive emotions. And those positive emotions would be desire, faith, love, enthusiasm, or hope. There are five positive emotions that we all feed off of. And 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 when you start to replace those negative emotions with that positive with those positive emotions, you see big transformations in your life.
0: Wow. I love it. I love it. So, let me let me let me put you on the spot here and thinking about that tip because I know the listeners are out there probably going, "Yeah, okay." So, let me ask you Leslie, if 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 3 weeks into this when you got your diagnosis and I walk up to you and I say, "Oh, Leslie, you know, I know it sucks and everything, but you can't be looking at the negative. You need to be looking at the positive and your desires and your faith and your love." What would you have told me at that time?
1: I would have punched you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I I would have punched you because to me, the cancer was bigger than, you know, it was a one centimeter tumor, but to me, it was stealing everything about me that I loved. It was going to steal my hair. It was going to steal my vitality. It was going to steal my breath. It was going to steal my health and maybe even steal my life. And so I was terrified and I couldn't see past it. So if you know somebody that's going through something like this, you can't do that. You need to let them go through their grieving process. Their, their fear process, the, which is part of grief as well. You need to let them go through that process. And then you need to encourage them to start replacing that negative emotion. But really, the only person that can replace those negative emotions are you. <laughs> You're the only right. one that can do it. Nobody can talk you into
0: it. Exactly. And I think, that's, I think that's a really good point for the listeners because, you know, we tend to sit there and somebody something happens to somebody and we immediately go into fix-it mode. I know I'm guilty of that that I immediately mm-hmm. want to make the person feel better. It's like, oh, okay, I just, my cat died today. Okay, what can I say to make this person feel better? And you can't. You have to let that, like you said, you know, the, the five different stages of, of, of the emotions that we go through, you have to be there for that person, listen to the person, be compassionate, be empathetic. And then when the time is right you know, introduce these things. And that's what the Kick-Ass Radio Show is all about, is getting you guys out there to think proactively like, oh, hey, when I'm dealing with with the possible death of my kid, when I'm dealing with the fact I might lose my job, this is what I'm going to go through. I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to be hurt. I'm going to be sad. I'm going to cry. I'm going to think, poor me. And then I know, based on what Chris and Leslie said, that it's up to me to turn myself around and not sit there and stomp all over the place and, and be a victim of it, right?
1: That's right. Absolutely. You're you're 100% on, for sure. Yeah. Thank
0: you. And yeah. just for clarification, we've talked about knocking people's socks off and now scaring pants off. So we got to work our way up the body to make sure we're perfectly naked by the end of the show. So give us kick-ass <laughs> tip number two.
1: <laughs> That's a great observation. Uh, <laughs> so
0: yeah, leave it to me. <laughs>
1: uh, tip number two would be to educate yourself about your fear. So for me, it was educating myself about cancer. I started reading. I started asking questions. I started removing untruths that were not, uh, that, I, that I thought to be true but weren't true. Um, I and, and I tried not to assume that I knew the answer for anything. I, I tried to never assume. Like I never tried to assume that I'm going to be a great business owner. I, there's always room to learn. And then Then I took in time to know what the facts are so that when I went to the doctor and they said, oh, you have, you know, super long word, whatever that word was, I would go, oh, yeah, that's when blah, blah, blah happens. And they look at you like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) you know that. (laughs) And so I took time to educate myself because then those big words did not scare me anymore. Those terms that they would use, those didn't scare me anymore because I knew what they meant. So they couldn't control me. So the fear could not control me because I had an education about what was actually happening to me. And I began to formulate a plan of how to make it different. So that would be my tip number two, educate yourself about your fear, whatever that fear is. If you think you're about to lose your job, Find out why you think that that's about to happen. And is it really about to happen, you know? Or, or is it just something that you're just standing around thinking, oh, I'm going to lose my job, you know? Or is that, are you really about to lose your job? So take time and figure out uh, and educate yourself about what that fear is.
0: That, that, you're bang on again, Leslie. I mean, I couldn't agree more. When you think about, like you said, oh, am I going to lose my job? Or am I going to lose my job? In all the years of doing speaking and coaching and helping people, The the words and the language we use on ourselves can actually perpetuate that end income, that outcome, even when it wasn't going to happen. It's like, oh, my God, I'm going to lose my job. Oh, my God, they're they're watching me. Oh, my God. And then they get so nervous that they're screwing everything up, and then they do lose their job, and they're like, see, I lost my job. It becomes this, this whole thing that they work out. But about fear, I, I, was, um, I was dealing with some stuff because I like to go through – I mean, I, I'm very transparent. I tell people when I'm having a good day, when I'm having a bad day. You know, that's what the kick-ass thing is all about. It's about just me being me and hopefully everybody out there learns through my experiences. And, and I found myself afraid of stuff. And I, so I bought a book that somebody told me to get. I'm actually staring at it right now. It's called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. Feel the Fear <laughs> and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffers. And it's an incredible book. I've given it out to so many people. But the crux about fear is the fear is not being in, in control. You know, we think about, okay, I'm afraid of the dentist. I'm afraid of flying. I'm afraid of heights. I'm afraid of spiders. I'm afraid of snakes. You know, where is the substantiation of those fears? But it all comes down to I'm not in control. It's like, you know, the mother says, okay, Johnny, be careful. Don't cross the street. She's not necessarily worried about Johnny. She's worried about if Johnny gets hit, how she's going to have to reel how she's going to have to deal with this. She's afraid of losing her son. I mean, obviously she wants him to be safe, but it's because she's out of control. She's like, okay, I want control. I see parents now, they're crazy. I mean, kids bounce, kids break, kids are okay. They get stitches. And I've seen parents now, they're like, oh, no, 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 don't touch that. I don't want you to get hurt. Oh, no, 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 don't say that. I don't want your feelings to get hurt. Oh, no, no, everybody's going to win a trophy. It's like, you're going to get hurt and life is going to go on. I mean, everybody's going to have situations. So I I think that's, that's huge. It's just a. Just to understand, okay, if I lost my job, would I survive? What would I do? Am I prepared for it? Do I have a network of people that I could go to? And then you just go on with your life, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you're so right. I mean, we, not only parents do that with their children, people do it with themselves. I mean, they, yeah. get, so ter- they get so terrified about what, what might happen, you know. And I tell people, don't be afraid of it until it actually happens. What are you doing? You're manifesting, yeah. you're manifesting something negative in your life. You need, to, you need to just not worry about it until it actually happens. And so it's, it's kind of, when women come to me now and say, oh, I was diagnosed with breast cancer, you know, what do I do now? I'm like, look it, you know, don't, don't turn it into something that it's not. <laughs> that's the first thing that you need to do. <laughs> it's not mm-hmm. a death sentence. So don't turn it into that, you know. So that's, yes, absolutely. People, people shelter themselves and, and in turn shelter their children and their families so much that they can't even, uh, they can't even see their, their potential because they're so scared of what might happen next.
0: So, yep. Nope. And and just in full transparency for the thousands of people probably listening. Um, I did that yesterday, Leslie, I was, I was dealing with something and I was like, holy shit, you know, this could happen. And wow, you know, geez, I didn't think this could happen and wow. And all of a sudden I was like, I keep rubber I have like five uh, positive wristbands on my left on my left arm. One of them is a big one that says, but I have another one that says be in the moment. And some other couple of them. So anytime I find myself in a negative situation, I take the rubber band and, just, and I just, I snap it. I don't know if I don't, on my phone, I don't know if you can hear it. But yeah, I just snap and I'm like, wait a minute, Chris, you're in control of the situation. You know, it, don't yeah. worry about shit that doesn't happen yet. You're, you're, you're an idiot. And then I just I'm snap out of it and I put some Bon Jovi on and I'm ready to rock and roll. Um, so give hey, I... us uh,
1: Huh? No, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, kick ass tip I'll just number say,
0: give three. A kick, so, ass, kick, kick ass tip number three.
1: So um, I just have to share one quote. One day I was spinning like you, I was spinning out of control one day. Because go to kitchens is a is an empire in the building. And so and it's em, building an empire rocks, but it can be hard sometimes. But, um, mm-hmm. but oh yeah. So so I was overwhelmed one day and he just looked at me. My husband, he's so amazing, and he just looked at me, he said. You're only overwhelmed because you are not in control. And I was like, Oh, (laughs) (laughs) so thank you. I'm sorry that kind of hurt, but thank you for saying it. And so, and then I, and then I got control again and I actually wrote that quote down and I have it looking, I'm looking at it on my computer because it was just brilliant for me if I'm when, when I get control, then I don't feel overwhelmed. So, okay. Kick-ass tip number three. So be truthful with yourself, um, making sure that your fear is valid. That's really important, and 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 don't be afraid of the truth because sometimes you know the truth. You know they say the truth will set you free, and that's really true, especially in the instance of fear. Because when I was diagnosed with cancer, I was so scared. I mean, I you can't imagine. I've always been a pretty vibrant person. And it took me down to a level where I was so depressed that I could hardly function. I couldn't do anything. All I was thinking about was that stupid little tumor in my boob. And, um, you know, the truth was is that I had cancer. But the reality was is that if I let it, it was going to change my life. And not change my life in a negative way, but change my life in a magnificent way that I could never comprehend. And so, you know, just, just being truthful for, with yourself, saying, you know, God, that really scares the pants off of me. We're back to the pants again. That really scares <laughs> sure, me to sure. death, you know, and, and being truthful about that. And then, and then finding a way to get rid of it. Because when you're truthful with yourself about your fear and you face it head on, then it's easier to leave it behind.
0: Yep, yep, and, and to build on that, Leslie, uh, what your husband did is such an awesome thing, and I hope he's, I know he's listening, if he can listen. I, I can actually hear us on my iPad, so I know we're broadcasting, because my iPad isn't listening we on are. My phone. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, what your husband did is so, so awesome, because he told the truth to you, and so many people out there, I, I, it bugs the crap out of me when they're like, they just they won't have the guts to tell their friends or their family the truth. It's like no, you're being an, an idiot. You're being a victim. You're being stupid. Quit doing that. You get a one day pity party. You get up off your ass and you say, okay, am I part of the problem or am I part of the solution? And you answer that question honestly. And you say, okay, I'm part of the problem. So what do I got to do? I got like you said before, I got to educate myself. Okay, how do I educate myself? Oh, I find people that have already been through this. Okay, and you call these people. How did they do it? You know, success is success is as a repetitive thing. It's like do you find somebody who's done it? copy what they did and chances are you're going to be successful too. And uh, so I think that's, I think it's so true. And, and for you guys out there listening, you know, have people in your group. I, I say you're, you're like the five people you're around the most. So you, if you have the five people around you who are going to call you on your crap and say, Hey, listen, Chris, you're being an idiot. Um, you're being, you know, you're, you're worried about all this stuff. Cause I get through that too. I mean, doing the kick-ass guide to life, you know, going from a suit and tie speaker you know, pleasing everybody and saying all the things that everybody else is saying and being, having my clean language and walking up there in my suit and tie, you know, going from that to doing the kick-ass thing, everybody told me I was crazy, which was cool. I'm like, thank you for telling me I'm crazy, but I had people telling me, you know what, I wish I had the courage to do what you're doing because nobody else is doing it. So for you guys out there, make sure you have the right people around you are going to be truthful because otherwise you're going to stay in a rut and they're just going to, they're going to make you feel better. They're going to, they're going to placate you, but you're not going to get where you want to go in life. So, Leslie, give us kick tip number four.
1: Sorry, I keep backtracking, but I just have to add to that. My girlfriends, and this is my funny part of this, but my girlfriends that know me really, really well, uh, you know, I always tell them if, if, if you ask me if your butt looks big in those pants and you your oh. butt looks big in those pants, I'm going to say yes. So, And if it hurts your feelings, then don't ask me. You know, if you think you Good. look hot, you know then and and i tell you that you don't don't ask me because i'm going to tell you the truth and i'm going to tell you when you look hot too so you know it's it, that that goes both ways but you know being truthful with the people that you love if they can't handle it then maybe that's a that's a relationship you need to evaluate i mean quite frankly so
0: anyway okay so well, number four. I, think, I think that is awesome that is i mean you are a sweetheart for doing that and i know we're going to continue being friends. Um, after this, so if you ever see my butt and it's big, which I doubt, you you, you have carte blanche to say, Christopher Roush, you're is big, baby, <laughs> and then you, then you can jump into I like big butts and I cannot laugh, mind, I sorry. was going to wonder if you I, were I,
1: singing I, it, I was waiting <laughs> for you to sing it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I got ADHD on crack, so uh, go ahead and give us kick out number four, sweetie.
1: Yeah. So, um, so my next tip is to meditate or pray with thoughts of light or gratitude. And so, you know, I I, I like to find things that inspire me and bring me joy. You know, because it's it, those things are so important to me. Those things are. You know, a lot of people think that they don't deserve things that are beautiful or things that inspire them or things that make them happy. And I'm not talking about just things like things that you own. I'm talking about a lifestyle. And and I fully believe that you do deserve that. You do deserve those times and those moments and those things in life. So when I meditate, I think of things that inspire me or people that inspire me. Um, through my cancer journey, again, it was Chris Carr. When I read her book, I'm like, holy crap, this woman is living with cancer in her body. She told all of her doctors to take a leap and that she was going to do this on her own. And, she, you know, here she is 10 years later with all this cancer. She has it in like several different organs. And she is kicking butt and taking names and and no excuses. There's no excuses. This is what I'm doing. And she's made a path for herself that's just amazing. So she inspired me. And then I went to my mom and dad who inspired me. And then of course my husband. He is total inspiration. And so I would I would look at those people and I would find my strengths in them. And I would meditate and I would pray with thoughts of light. I think it's so important for you to wake up or go to bed or both every single day. Waking up thinking positive thoughts and waking up and feeling grateful because you know what? You woke up. (laughs) Hello, you woke up. So, (laughs) I mean, yeah, I mean, you open two eyes and you're still breathing. So, right there, you have one thing to be grateful for, right there. And so, and then when you start thinking about it, you have so many things to be grateful for. So, that's what I did when I would get in a dark space. Um, I would replace my fears. You know, because they creep in, and they still creep into this day. You know, if I get an ache or pain, I'm like, oh, my God, is that cancer? <laughs> and so, yeah. yeah, and so to this day, though, I replace those fears, uh, and I and I meditate and I pray with thoughts of light and gratitude. So if I don't breathe another day on this earth, I know I will go out being thankful for what I was given while I was here.
0: Bravo, so that bravo, bravo, Leslie Nance. Do you want to give a shout-out to your hubby? Because you keep calling me your hubby. I don't know if you're – He's in the Witness Protection Program, but do you feel free to give yeah. him a shout-out.
1: Yeah, he's top secret. No, I'm kidding. His name is Robin Mance, and he is the most amazing husband a girl could have. We, have, we, we, were, we were put together on purpose. When you talk about soulmates, the two of us, we are soulmates. So, yes, and I that, love him dearly. That is
0: awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> I think that's so beautiful, and it, it's a rarity to find people like you guys, so that's, that's super awesome. And, and uh, so I just want to make sure you got a shout-out on that. And, and just, a, just a little bit on gratitude, um, it, it's, it's so true, Leslie. Um, it's amazing what I can do with people. My, one of my – people ask me what my specialty is, and, and, and I, I, I go all over the place, but I think I've narrowed it down to I help people build courage through changing their perceptions. And it's amazing. I can, I'm so good. I, I'm proud to say it. Not, you know, I'm, I am, I'm waving the flag. Um, when people like, the, oh, you know, this sucks and that sucks and this sucks and that sucks – I had this guy told me this the other day, and I said, "Did you by any chance go to a room in your house, open a door, and turn a nozzle or turn a handle and get warm water shooting out of the wall?" And he's like, he's looking at me, he's looking at me like, "Where are you going with Chris? Where is Chris?" And I'm like, "Did you did you walk over to a place and turn this thing and have warm water shooting out of the wall for you to stand there as long as you want? Not in California because we have a drought." And uh, and he's like, he's like, "Yeah." He goes, but what's your point? And I said, think about it, dude. Think about all the people in the world. Think about the homeless people. Think about the kids on the street. Think about the people in third world right. countries who have to walk five miles to get dirty water. Think about all sure. it all. You walk in there, you turn a nozzle, and you get hot water coming out of the wall. Shut up with your bitching and complaining. And he just <laughs> looked at me and says, oh, you're right. And, uh, and yep. I, do, I do this when I, speak in, when I speak in front of people where I get people to change their mind, but we don't have time to talk about that one. So give us kick-ass tip number five, my dear.
1: This is not just called the kick-ass radio show for no reason. I can tell you that.
0: Because
1: <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a kick-ass thing to say. I love that. That's amazing. I I love yep. thinking about being grateful about the hot water coming out. Because I've been in countries where that's not – you don't get that. So, yep. uh, You'll <laughs> yeah. Think, yeah
0: I, I hate to say this, but you're going to think of me every time you take a hot shower now. Sorry, Robin. <laughs> 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 just kidding.
1: Uh, <laughs> Uh, so my last one is, this is, this is the boomerang and this is the one that is really going to get you. I mean, this is the bomb. This is the one that's going to get you over your fear. This is how this works. So this is the big one. And that is establish accountability with somebody you trust. Pick a person in your life that you can open up with and honestly discuss that fear with. Okay, so when you lose control, because you will lose control, at some point that fear will creep back in and you will lose control. But you can go to that person and you can say to them, look it, I am freaking out. And that person knows that fear and they understand it because you've already talked to them about it and they can bring you back to center. And they can make you realize, they can make you realize what you've been through to get to the point that you are at right then. And and they can talk to you about you know what's happening, what triggered it. You know, let's figure this out. And if it's a good friend or if it's a loved one or whoever it is, um, that person becomes very very important to you until the fear is completely gone, until it's just gone. My mom was terrified of flying. She has never flown. She had never flown in an airplane ever in her life. And at the age of, I think mom was. 63 this is just a couple of years ago I told her I was like we're doing this you're going on a plane right you're getting on a plane and you're coming to Colorado with me because I am sick of driving 12 hours to get to you and so we can do it in two so you're getting on a plane she's like oh my gosh I don't know and (laughs) my mom yeah my mom had a stroke two uh two years excuse me eight years ago And, uh, and, and she's amazing because she has powered through it. They told her, oh, you'll never be the same again. And, and she's like, screw you. I'm totally going to be myself again. But, and, and she's a better herself because she empowered herself. And now she's like things that she used to never do. She'll totally do them now. And so she gets on a plane with me and because she was with me and someone that she trusted, you know, that, that, that she can do this with. She was totally cool. And we had the best time. She's like, we get off the plane. She's like, oh, that was fun. I was like, see? (laughs) she (laughs) She faced her fear head on. And so we're talking about taking a trip with them and going to Hawaii. And Mom and Dad, I know you're listening, so just plan on doing that. But anyway, going to Hawaii with us, and Mom's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so scared. I was like, Mom, you already did it. And she's like, oh, you're right. I did do it. Okay, I'm totally (laughs) doing this. And so she established accountability with me, and she trusts me. And and so we can face that fear together. So if she's on a plane and she gets a little freaked out, we just make eye contact, and she's good. We're good. So I, that's this is the big one. This is the big one for me. You need to establish accountability with somebody that you trust and talk to them about what fears you most, so that you can, when it when it does creep up again, that they understand it and can help you
0: with it. Yes, got yes. It? Uh, first of all, hi, mom and dad. Uh, sorry for my language. <laughs> I get a little excited sometimes. Um, I'll thank you very much. We actually got we have just a few minutes, but you know it's it's interesting. You talk about airplanes, Leslie, because. I started off having a fear of flying when I was like uh, 20 years old. They, said they were going to fly me to Dallas, Texas to do some work on a, in an operation uh, center. And I was just scared. I was like, Oh my God. Everybody's like telling me, Oh, you take off out of John Wayne airport. You go straight up in the air and then you fall down and, da, da, da. <laughs> and over the years I've, I've had to travel a lot for, for speaking gigs or for vacations and whatnot. And I actually, I thought okay, I'm going to just be my own best client in this particular moment. I said, okay, I'm going to get on this thing. And one of two things are going to happen. I'm going to get to my destination or I'm going to die. And (laughs) if I get to my destination, even if I get turbulence, I'm still going to get to my destination. And if I die, I'm going to have a minute of, Oh my God. Oh my God. And then I'm not going to even know it. So what am I worried about? I'm going to worry about the one or two minutes. And then I'm going to obviously go to the next step in life, the next journey in life, whatever people think. So it helped me calm down. It was like, yeah, so if we crash and I die, I'm not going to know it after I'm dead. I'm going to be dead and I'm going to probably be all my friends and be like, okay, you know, that was my time on earth and did I live it according to my my legacy that I wanted to create? And that's one thing that I teach people so much is it, when, you have your legacy and you, build, and you work on it every day that if something happens and it happens to all of us, you know, if something happened to me right now and a plane hit my house or something like that, would I be okay? I would be. I know my wife knows I love her. I know that the people out there I've touched her, you know. So it's just, it's just all about that. But yeah. what I want you to do is to share with everybody in the entire world, because we broadcast all over the, you know, the international globe. Um, tell everybody where they can, where they can get a hold of you, where they can find more information about Leslie, where they can find information about Go To Kitchens, and continue the conversation with you after the show ends.
1: So you can find me across all social media. At go2kitchens.com, and it's G-O, the number two, and kitchens plural. So go2kitchens.com. I'm I'm in. I'm helping mm-hmm. you. I'm on every social media. I even broadcast live on Periscope uh, with a weekday show at noon Mountain Time called Lunch with Leslie. So if you want to catch me there live, that's an amazing way to interact with me there. And uh, if you become a VIP on my webpage, then you actually get a private uh, Facebook page where my go-to nation meets up and we talk about health and we talk about all kinds of things. I show behind the scenes things. I tell you when I'm scared of to do something. Uh, I tell you when I'm nervous. I tell you when I'm excited. I tell you where I'm going to be. So yes. And please follow me there. And I would, i just be thrilled if, and please say that you heard me on the radio show and you thought that I was kick-ass and you thought Christopher was kick-ass for having me. So um, awesome. yeah, so that's how you, you can guys- find me.
0: And for you guys that are driving, listening on your mobile device, all this information is available on the kickassradioshow.com. Just go to the kickassradioshow.com and Leslie's information is there if you guys are driving. And again, uh, I just want to say we have a minute and 37 seconds. I just want to say thank you so much, Leslie, for enduring this crap of Blog Talk Radio, my service provider, uh, Monday and today. I'm glad it finally got on the air. Um, I want to thank you so much and and thank you to all all your listeners and my listeners for hanging in there uh, when we do this. I mean, the point of this is You don't give up. You keep doing stuff. You keep trying. Um, That's life. I mean, when you fall, I could have easily said, all right, Leslie, I give up. I'm going to go downstairs and have a beer. But, no, we were like, okay, let me figure this out. And I'm like, let me just call into my own radio show and see if that works. And, bam, we're here. So um, your tips, Leslie, and your story have been phenomenal. I am definitely going to reach out to my fellow radio show hosts and have have you on there. I don't do that too often, but I just believe in your story. I think you're amazing. I think you should definitely consider a – uh, a spot as a, as a public speaker and, and help people because you've got an amazing attitude. You're able to articulate yourself really well. Um, it's a lot of fun. Wow. I love doing it. I do it all over the place. Um, so think about that. You know, it's, it's just, I think you can really inspire people. I mean, yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a dumpster load of people out there. That's a bad word. There's a lot of people. I kind of think weird things about how to describe a lot of stuff, but there's a lot of people out there talking about it, but I think what you bring to the table is, is, is awesome. So I just want to thank you. Thank mom and dad. Thank your husband, Robin and uh, I look forward to talking to you more. And, again, connect with Leslie, listen to the tips, go back and write this stuff down, guys, and take action. This stuff will change your life, I promise you. We're talking about having an unstoppable attitude for personal and professional success on the Kick-Ass Radio Show. So until next week, hopefully, I wish you guys all the best. Leslie, thank you, love you, Hugs. and uh, I'll see you guys hopefully next week. Love you. Bye. The Kick-Ass Radio Show is officially over for today. Have a great week, everybody.